0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Hello and welcome to the Guna Back again with you guys for another episode of What is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Good morning to those joining us live. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Stephen, good morning to you, to Carl, to Marcus, MJ10, Amira, Steve. Stephen, we've got Trevor, Steve, Ponaru, We've got Trevor, Kaiser, George, Stevie, Blackshine, NSW. Uh, We've got Hawkwind, Granny Daddy, Guna, Pat, uh, Carada. We've got uh, Christopher, Paul, Trevor, and plenty more of you guys as well. Derek, thank you so much, as always, uh, for your kind support on the channel and becoming a member as well. Thank you, Everyone, uh, for tuning in, and uh, I hope that we can enjoy this morning's news and then the Q and A section in part two as well. Let's uh, let's jump straight into things then and go through uh, plenty of these news stories. Uh, Mudrick's nightmare continues. Uh, it <laughs> continues indeed uh, with Chelsea after missing a horrible attempt on the Manchester United goal, after in which the game ended. in favour of the home side, which confirms their Champions League qualification for next season. They'll be in the group stages for next season indeed. And uh, certainly we will have to deal with the fact that Man United fans can claim that they deservedly are there and that it's supposedly a miracle, as some have described it. It's, It's not. It's really not. Look at the amount of money that's been spent at that club. Look at the amount of what's been done at that club in the last few years. They should be at a very minimum getting into the Champions League. However, what it does mean is that Liverpool will not be in the Champions League next season. Uh, Very, very... Sad times for Liverpool fans. What a, what a shame! <laughs> what a real shame uh, that they won't be in the Champions League. Mohamed Salah tweeting yesterday uh, of his frustration uh, and saying that the very minimum Liverpool should be in the Champions League. Newcastle, Man United, Man City, and Arsenal will be England's, uh, you know, the representatives for the competition. Arsenal, the only team from London uh, in the competition as well so yes last night's games round off the 37th game week of the season and of course we will move forward to the final day of the campaign on sunday um no top four to be decided no title to be decided but certainly there is a relegation battle still very much waging and we look forward to seeing the culmination of that that's going to be very interesting indeed uh, moving on to other stories. And Anna Slot uh, has decided to stay at Feyenoord despite Spurs' interest. You may ask, why am I discussing this on an Arsenal channel? Which you're very much entitled to do. Um, but I just wanted to laugh, <laughs> to be honest, as an Arsenal fan. Yet another coach uh, deciding that Spurs is not where he wants to go. Um, uh, and and uh, this is obviously really... Uh, rather amusing. So yes, indeed, Arnaz Slot will stay with Feyenoord for the foreseeable future uh, after winning them the uh, the Eredivisie for the first time, I think, in something like six years. So some really good news uh, on the front for Feyenoord. That does mean that if Arsenal were to draw Feyenoord in the Champions League, they'll be in pot one with the Eredivisie now being a pot one Uh, nation. Uh, It means Arsenal will go up against honour slots, potentially in the competition during next season. The Arsenal website shop is under Well, how do we describe it? It's uh, it's suspended for the time being with uh, work to be done, Uh, hints towards what that might be. I think we can all tell what that might be. And the release of the new Home Kits could be today. Uh, We'll have to wait and see if indeed this does turn into the release of the Home Kit. And by the time that some of you are perhaps catching up on the show, you may know already that that is the case. But the Arsenal shop is indeed preparing, it seems, to drop something big. Um, so the new home kit, whether or not it's going to be released today, I don't know whether or not that will mean that it's even being used by the team on Sunday. Again, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, now, unfortunate news, Raphael De Souza, or I should, should I say, uh, Souza, uh, due is to leave Arsenal, unfortunately, after just uh, a single season with the club. Um, she will join Orlando Pride, it is expected, according to Tim Stillman and Blog. Um Fantastic coverage of, of the women's game, by the way. If you're not already aware of it, make sure that you are. But uh disappointing, uh, really disappointing. Rafael has been a, a really good asset to the club, formed a really good partnership with Leah Williamson. But uh it looks as though she won't be part of the team next season. And Arsenal will have to find a replacement, and they're gonna have to find significant um replacements, I think, in defense, with Rafaele leaving, and of course also Leah Williamson, um being injured for the amount of time that she is so yeah there is a change afoot um and there is going to be significant change in the women's team um next season as they hope to go further in the champions league we reach that semi-final of course and it was unfortunate not to get past Wolfsburg despite being significantly depleted um and also in the league as well hopefully we can have a better title challenge next season as well now, moving on to the men's side, and Cedric Suarez is said to want to stay and fight for his place at Arsenal this season uh Simon Collins of the Evening Standard reporting this story uh, Cedric is obviously a player that I think well, you can all agree should have and will still hopefully be moved on in the near future. His level just is not at what Arsenal need if they're going to challenge for titles and he struggled to even get in the Fulham side towards the end of the last season despite spending the last six months of the season on loan looking for more minutes doesn't seem to be that is the case and with it being a European championships year it does seem to me that the best thing for Cedric to do would be to move and get regular playing time He is on a significant wage at Arsenal around £100,000 per week is understood to be the case so whether or not that's playing a part we'll have to wait and see but for me we need to make sure we try and move him on despite his intentions, it seems to be, to try and stay and fight for his place. Now, courtesy of Art De Roche of The Athletic this morning, uh, it is reported that Reese Nelson is set to sign a brand new four-year contract with the club. They're suggesting that that includes also a one-year option to extend that to a fifth year, all the way through to 2028. I know this isn't going to please everybody, and I understand that, um, but I, I don't see any downsides to this move at all. I think Reece Nelson has proven to be one of the most exciting players coming off of the substitutes bench all season. He's made significantly better impact than the likes of Fabio Vieira or Emil Smith Rowe and even in some games Leandro Trossard. So I think that there are certainly positives to take when seeing Reece Nelson come onto the field and I'm very happy that he's staying. I think it will enable Arsenal to focus their financial investment into the midfield and the defence. And if it indeed is a forward that Arsenal needs to look to bring in, it probably will more so be a centre forwards, which I think is a really good thing. Um, so Reese Nelson staying at the club for the next... Four-plus years at least, uh, unless there's another move. It protects his value as well. We don't need to lose him on a free. And I think he's looked really good coming off the bench too. So let's see what happens. There's always been something about Reese Nelson, something within him that tells us, I think, that there is a really good player in there somewhere. So let's wait and see, indeed, if that turns out to be the case. And lastly, Tony Bloom, uh, Brighton's the big man at Brighton, as is described, um, the uh, the chairman of the club who makes all the... Ultimate decisions uh, with players. He's been talking to TalkSport and said that we'll be able to compete next season, even if we lose a couple of our star players. That happens at almost every club. We don't worry. And as long as we get the right price for our players, they will sometimes go. Of course, referencing some key players like Alexis McAllister and more Arsenal-related Moises Caicedo, Uh, the player, is going to be costing a significant amount of money to Arsenal, if Arsenal are indeed to invest in the player, but he's a very good one at that. I did do a piece yesterday actually talking about Granit Xhaka and Caicedo and Declan Rice and the fact that if Arsenal were to bring in Declan Rice and Caicedo into their midfield, there are some question marks around the goal tallies that would be coming from that midfield area. Xhaka managed... On his own, to you know, nearly double the uh, the the goal tallies and goal contributions of Kaiseido and Rice together, scoring and assisting four more um, than both of those two players combined. What does that mean for next season? I think it means some tactical tweaks. It could mean some additional signings made in terms of that creative midfielder that we supposedly want to. Um, but there's some interesting things to be said if indeed Arsenal are going out to try and sign both Caicedo and Rice. I get a greater feeling that it might be one or the other rather than both. But we'll have to wait and see. Arsenal may need to compromise. Right, let's go to point two, uh part two rather than point two. Answer your questions and more right after this. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. lovely stuff thank you so much guys uh for tuning in uh let's go through some of your questions in the chat box uh let's go to Diallo says Tom your point on uh the product from Xhaka compared to Rice or Casado is well made but I believe these players are better and will give Arsenal better output playing in the same positions of course I mean it was a big discussion point on social media last night and I think it created a lot of debate and stuff I think that I think it's not right to quickly assume that just because Brighton and West Ham, say, aren't as heavy in their production of goals as Arsenal are, that just by throwing Rice or Caicedo into this Arsenal team, immediately it will give you um, kind of a better uh, goal output from them. I don't believe that to be the case. I think that you've got to kind of tailor your players around them to the best of your ability. Um, But ultimately, I think that if you're going to bring both of those in, you're probably going to have to change the system slightly. You're not going to use the Xhaka role, if you like. I think that you're more likely to see two more defensive-minded players, with Erdegaard being more influential across the front three rather than more so on the right-hand side. But I'm not sure if that's the right way forwards. It might be for some games, but I think Arsenal needs to probably add a player that can give them rotational flexibility on that left eight role and give them more of the Bernardo Silva, one style of central midfielder giving you something going forwards on the left. We'll have to wait and see, though. Uh, MJ10 says, do you write these down beforehand? No, nope, they just pop into my head. <laughs> it wouldn't work if I just wrote them down. I'm sorry, but uh, I hope you're enjoying the transitions. If you're listening on audio, you'll have to hop over to the YouTube to see what on earth I'm talking about. Um, oh, by the way, if you do listen on audio, I know some people have been talking about the audio levels of kind of the, the ads and then the intros and the actual me speaking – We've tried to play around with it a bit. I'm hoping that it might be a little bit more level. I understand that one of the ads might be quite quiet, um, but we're doing our best to try and level things out as best we can. So, uh, But keep leaving feedback. I do appreciate it when people tweet me and comment and saying if there's any issues, it helps me solve things better. So thank you. Valeria says, hey, Tom, uh, what areas of our best 11 need upgrading? Uh, I think we just talked about that. The left eight, um, you know, I think needs something. I think our right back position needs reinforcement. I think that uh, the the deep number six position needs reinforcement. I think that the forward line needs reinforcement. And I think that right sided centre back needs enforcement. But upgrading is tricky because you've already got a very, very good team. So it's more about upgrading the squad so that you've got, you know, greater competition between players. That's That's what's going to be really, really key um let's go to boom 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 scrolling down a bit more <laughs> i have to like read through so many questions before i even read them out because there's so many people trying to catch me out these days um let's go to nick says why would Gundawan want to come here when he's already won everything at man city except the champions league yet would it make uh, wouldn't it make more sense for him to add a different league trophy to his cabinet before he retires sure or he could look to try and you know, have another challenge somewhere else like Arsenal. Arsenal are looking to try and win a first title since 2004. And being able to add that part to his legacy, his history, could also be a really big kind of draw for him. So it's not always about different types of trophies. It could be about different challenges. That's also really important when it comes to things too. Uh, Sonny says, Tom, the squad is changing, but do you think it's clear what squad Arteta is trying to build? It seems a lot of players will be fighting for the same position and Arteta is not happy to rotate. I don't think it's fair to say that he's not happy to rotate period. I think it's more about the fact that he's reluctant to rotate because of the players that he has available to him. If you think about the right-back position, you know, our backup right-back was Tom Yasu or Cedric previously. Ben White was far and ahead the starter in that role this season. Saliba, right centre-back, the same again. Gabriel, the same again. Ramsdale, the same again. Zinchenko, arguably the same again because Tierney is not stylistically what Arteta wants from that left-back position. Partey at the 6, Xhaka at the left 8, Erdegaard at 10, Jesus at striker, Saka at right wing, You know, Martinelli and Trossard signed at left wing. These are not areas of the field that I would be very confident rotating and equaling the same level of quality that's in that starting lineup. So it's not about being not happy to rotate. I think there's a reluctance to rotate. And I think that that squad building that we're seeing this summer is about making it more feasible for Arteta to rotate and given the ability to do that um let's go to um mr smith says uh, did you see the clip of fabregas managing the younger lads do you think that he'd make a good manager slash good fit for arsenal in the future no idea (laughs) you know it's very difficult to judge off a small clip it was it's great to see him back at the club i don't hold any hatred or reservations towards fabregas at all you know arsenal had the chance to bring him back we didn't we chose not to and I don't begrudge him of, of moving to Chelsea, to be honest. I don't buy into the burning of shirts. And I think fans that probably did burn their fabric shirts probably regret that and think about how immature that was. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to Sesk, you know, I wish him the absolute best. I hope that he has a great, successful coaching career. Maybe he can help Arsenal in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he builds up his career at the club and uh, becomes part of Arteta's, you know, coaching squad. Maybe we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, Penny Wayne says, isn't being a member great and more people should sign up? Hey, it's up to you if you want to sign up and support the channel. It's completely up to you. You know, this evening we'll be doing our Arsenal versus Wolves preview show. Members that are in our Discord server get the invites to come and jump on those previews, to have a chat on the channel and uh, give their thoughts, of course, across the summer window uh, when there's not any games going on other than uh, the... uh, pre-season games, which I won't be doing preview shows for. um, But uh, we'll be doing some member podcasts where we have the members on. We talk about transfer targets and stuff like that. So there is some perks uh, of joining up as a member. And uh, yeah, thank you for those that are and continue to help support the channel. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Let's go to Chris says, hey, Tom, do we know why clubs give us asking prices and we bid below that price? Do you feel our transfer strategy entices other clubs to hijack players that we want? Of course, there is always going to be the risk that if you don't pay the asking price, it gives time and opportunity for other clubs to come in and steal those players away. You just need to look at Mihailo Mudric to understand that situation however selling clubs have got a lot more power these days uh, it's not like 10 years ago when you know the, the players held more power and you know the fees that were being exchanged were nowhere near as high because the money that clubs would earn further down the table or in other countries were significantly less now clubs know exactly how much money they can get and they also are earning a lot more money especially in the premier league and those in europe from TV rights deals, which gives them more financial muscle, which means they don't need to sell for as low as they used to. And it means that they have more power over the players that they want to keep hold of too. Look at Bright as an example. Caicedo effectively goes on strike and yet still stays at the club, is given a brand new contract, fights for the club, comes to Arsenal, beats Arsenal. You know, players are not that way inclined anymore to kick up a fuss and then never play again. I remember William Gallas, I think, you know, there was a story about him and what he was willing to do to to, to earn a move away from clubs in the past. But it's... I, I just... I can't ever begrudge Arsenal necessarily of trying to work out the best possible deal. Yes, it's frustrating in some circumstances. I assume, Chris, you're referencing kind of the Declan Rice situation. There's reports suggesting that Arsenal's valuation of Rice falls more than £10 million under what West Ham are asking for. But Arsenal have to try and get the best deal for themselves first. Yes, we want them to be quick. Yes, we'd like them to get in players sooner. But if we sign a player for well over what we're valuing them for, it could stop us from signing somebody else in the market. And that's important to consider. That 15 to 20 million pounds that if we just threw on to get a player through the doors, when there are potential alternatives that may not be as good, but are still very good players that would give you exactly what you need to a certain degree. But that 15 to 20 million pounds that we overpay could stop us from getting a competitive right back could stop us from getting a competitive left-back for Zinchenko next season. It could stop us from getting in someone else that we then need going into the campaign, that if someone gets injured in the first team, it doesn't matter that we spent £100 million on Declan Rice because all of a sudden we've lost our right-sided centre-back again and we've not brought in the player that we needed to bring in. So... You have to take that into consideration when it comes to the amount being invested. But I understand people's frustrations when it comes to underpaying or underbidding for players based upon their valuation, you know. But Arsenal have done some brilliant deals. Erdegaard, Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba. You know, we've got players for very reasonable prices. And it's not to say that we can't go out and get fantastic players for more reasonable prices. I think that's really important. Uh, Diallo says, Tom, how does watching Mudrick make you feel? Sad. (laughs) It makes me feel sad. I'm really curious about what could have happened if he would have joined Arsenal. There is some relief, of course, as well. I think that the amount of money that we were going to pay for him was ludicrous in the end. So I'm very happy that we didn't do that. But there is an element of sadness, and I think that maybe um, I would have liked to have seen him flourish at Arsenal, but we'll never know. I don't think he'll leave Chelsea for Arsenal. We'll have to wait and see. Vijay says, uh, do you believe? Do you agree with Gary Neville in that losing Saliba, uh, it cannot be the only reason for the Arsenal capitulation when Lissandro's absence led Man United in a similar form? I mean, Man United finished fourth, have they not? I mean, Man United, how many points have Man United behind us this season? Let's have a quick look. Manchester United are nine points behind Arsenal. And they lost Lissandro Martinez, but they're not competing for a title. Even with Lissandro Martinez in the team, they weren't competing for a title. Why? I don't really understand the comparison if Gary's trying to make that comparison because he never put Arsenal as title challengers this season. He certainly put Manchester United finishing above Arsenal. So how he can even have the cheek to suggest that that you know they lost to Sandro Martinez? They also spent a sh- oh, new swore Then <laughs> they also spent a ton of money on Raphael Varane as well, and uh, have brought in you know huge amounts of money has been spent in the centre back area. No massive amounts of money. So no, I don't agree with Neville. Um, I think that it's certainly a big reason. I, in in some senses, I agree, because it's not just down to William Saliba's injury. It's also down to Tommy Asu's injury that happened at the exact same time. It's down to a number of factors, like the fact that we have a squad that's not as strong as Manchester City's. That's another big reason. And there's also a factor as well to say that um, when it comes to the Arteta, that, that some mistakes were made in, in co not in coaching, in uh, in-game management and substitution. So yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, That has to be the case. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show there. Um, Really appreciate everybody for tuning in and uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll also uh, be attending uh, the live Arsenal Vision and Arscast podcast tomorrow. I look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to being in attendance for that and uh, listening to uh, a very, very well-educated group of lads have a discussion about the Arsenal. So I'm very looking forward to seeing that tomorrow. So if you go in tomorrow and uh, you're planning on it, let me know. I'd love to say hi. Uh, Chris says, I agree. Man United spent a ton of money. (laughs) He did indeed. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate that, as always. Drop a like. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll be on the Arsenal way around 10 o'clock this morning as well. Have a fantastic Friday. Congrats on making it to the weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal.